Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year 2022. We welcome you all to the Happiness Journey with Dr. Dan podcast, where every journey is worth living. My name is Dr. Dan, and I'm your host for today's episode. I am a cognitive behavior psychotherapist specializing in anger management issues, both court-appointed and private, marriage counseling, dissociative disorders, narcissistic personality disorders, depression, anxiety, dream analysis, and also provide life business and retirement coaching support. I provide individual one-on-one session and also do group settings. Now, if you have any question, reach out to DMV Therapy and Coaching Services at 301-325-1550. And our website is lifecoachdenamzalag.com. Today, I'm very excited to have for our third episode of season four, a very special guest, Natalie Plamondon, also because we both speak French and are from the same province of Quebec, Canada. Well, not now anymore, but in the past. Now, just like every of my past season and episode, I leave it up to the guests to properly introduce themselves as no one can do a better job. Natalie, the floor is yours. Hey, Dr. Dan, I'm so excited to be invited on your show. Thank you very much. So um, I think the best way to describe uh, myself is to tell you a bit of a story about 12, 14 years ago. I was just starting my my speaking business and uh, I needed a video done. So I hired a photographer, a videographer, and then we had three cameras, one for the wide angle, one for the close up and one from the back to see the large audience, right? And the problem was then there was only 20 people in the room. So we kept asking them to move from one section to another <laughs> so that when we would put all the segments together, it would look like there was a large audience. Yes. Like, it worked. Like that video got me a speaking engagement. I got a call from an organization who wanted me to train their sales force on confidence. And um, they asked for my rate. And I didn't have a corporate rate. So I go, um, 250. <laughs> so they say, okay. So for the four hour training, there would be a thousand. I almost passed out because see, I meant 250 for the whole thing, right? So I go, uh, yes, that's correct, $1,000. Anyway, I got the contract. And the truth is, when I hung up the phone, I felt like a fraud. See, the video I had made to make the audience look bigger than it really was and my made up corporate rate, none of it was real. I was just trying to look more than I really was because somehow I felt like just me was not enough. And that's when I realized sitting in my office that day, listening to my negative self-talk, I need to shut this voice down. Mm. This voice that's telling me, because of course the voice was kind of right, because the voice was telling me, what? You want to be a a speaker like in English? You don't even speak English. You want to write books in English? And the voice was totally right. Because see, I was teaching yoga back then. And I remember you know, at the end, during the relaxation, you know, when you teach a yoga class, there's a relaxation at the end, everybody's laying on their back, and I wanted them to relax their body, relax their face, relax their jaw, and I told everyone, I wanted them to put their their, their tongue on the roof of their mouth, so I said, okay, everybody relax, put your thong behind your tits, and then everybody started to laugh, and I didn't know why, apparently I was not pronouncing the word teeth very well, but anyway, <laughs> that's my French accent, but whatever, the, the voice in my head was right, my English was really bad, and, and I, it was kind of uh, something that I realized that was not helping me, but aren't we all the same? And, and, and the answer is yes, we all trash talk ourselves all the time. 
70% of our thoughts are negative and 85% of people lack of self-confidence in at least one area of their life. And we don't talk to other people like that. Like you don't walk around telling your friends, oh, hi, you look fat in these jeans. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, you're starting your own business. It's never going to work. You're not good enough. Like we don't say that to other people. We but why are we saying <laughs> that to ourselves? Exactly. Like we trash talk ourselves all the time. Like we wouldn't have any friends if we talked to them the same way we talk to ourselves. Right. So that day... I decided I need to figure out a system to shut down that negative self-talk in my head. It's not serving me. So I spent the last decade studying neuroscience and I created that system to reprogram our inner self-talk you know, and, and, and change them into a serving model that, that support us to unlock our full potential. And And that's the system I shared in my eight international and one best-selling books. I've written 16 books, um, all my online courses. That's the system that's at the base of these courses. That's the system I use with my one-on-one clients. And that's the system I shared on stages around the world as a speaker in English. <laughs> French power, huh? <laughs> <coughs> Yep. Now, um, those who are dealing or suffering from self-esteem issues, for example, um, or those who are anxious and always uh, afraid of their own, you know, like uh, like you said, like those self, self-negative talk, um, are they constantly listening or hearing this voice coming over and over again and they just doesn't know how to shut it up? Or how does it work for them, those who are actually dealing with self-esteem or lack of? Oh. Or lack of self-esteem, exactly. So that that negative self-talk, let's understand a little bit how the brain works. Um, There's many parts of the brain that I love. Um, I love the prefrontal cortex where all emotions are created and and we are often in prefrontal cortex overload, right? Because we're uh, stressed and and we create this huge uh, anxiety ourselves very often by making stuff up and Uh, But today, let's talk about two other parts, the logical mind and the unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So the logical mind is kind of that little voice inside your head. Uh, That logical mind can handle five to nine things at a time. So that's kind of cool. You can multitask, right? Like you can do your grocery shopping. And at the same time, you're on a meeting on your phone in your earbuds, right? And at the same time, you can keep your daughter from falling off the cart and still notice the guy at the back of the store winking at the girl in blue in the seafood department. Like you can notice all kinds of things, like five to nine things at a time. That's cool. But five to nine things is not that impressive. Like when you think about it, um, let's say you're driving to a new address and it's a beautiful day. Music is on, windows are down and And, and as you get closer to that new address, you slow down and you start looking at the numbers on the houses. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed that as you do that, you have to lower the volume on yes. the radio? Very, right? very common. That, yes, right? I don't know how is that interconnected. Yeah, and, and how is that the volume on the radio is going to make you see the numbers better? It's because five to nine pieces of information is not that many you have the foot in the brake the foot on the accelerator you have the red light ahead the kid that's about to cross the street the lady that might cut you off over there and then there's a guy in his car next to you winking at you gross so when you add looking at the numbers on the houses the music becomes the one too many so somehow five to nine pieces of information is not that great after all Mm -hmm. and and living at a logical level 
you always feel behind. You're, you're working really, really hard. And, and a lot of entrepreneurs have this dream of building this amazing business. And then they work really hard. They get up at 5 a.m. except clients till 10 p.m. And then you still have to take your kids to school and sport in between those meetings. And, and oh, you have to start your own podcast. Oh, and then you have to post on social media and you need to open an account on Clubhouse now. <laughs> and, and the harder you work, the more exhausted you feel. You have zero life balance. You still live paycheck to paycheck because you have to invest in all these, these courses and online courses to teach you how to, how to convert social media fans into paying clients. And, and, and at the end of the day, you feel like you're getting farther and farther away from your dream life. It is like you're trying to go to Vancouver, but you're in an aircraft that's flying to Halifax. You're trying to go to Los Angeles, but you're in an aircraft that's flying to New York City. It's never going to work because the, the aircraft is so much more powerful and fast that even if you want to go in the opposite direction, it, it's not going to work. So a lot of people come to me and they say, Natalie, how do I get off that aircraft? And I say, no, don't get off. Stay on the aircraft, but talk to the pilot and say, hey, bud, do you mind turning around? That's where I'm going. Imagine how much faster you're going to get there. <laughs> Once the pilot is on board, right? So that pilot is the other part of the brain that I'm very excited about. That's your unconscious mind. The unconscious mind can handle 2.3 million pieces of information every second. I'm going to repeat that. The logical mind could do five to nine. The unconscious mind, 2.3 million pieces of information every second. That's where the power is. And that's what we want to do. So I, I, I try to give the analogy of, of a personal assistant. Okay. So to cut to a uh, long story short, uh, as an answer to your question, how does that work? That, that negative self-talk and that self-esteem is that that personal assistant, that unconscious mind is like this little guy with a notepad always ready. And I'll give, give you a little visual because we're, uh, you can see me. Yeah, can There's see. a little guy with a notepad that's writing down everything that you say or think, and it makes it happen. Now, the problem is people wake up in the morning, they look at themselves in the mirror and they go, I'm so stressed out. Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I think I'm getting weight. So then your personal assistant writes it down. Stressed out, tired, getting weight. I got this. Okay, stressed out. What can I do for this? Oh, I know. I'm going to make her delete a very important meeting in her calendar. Oh, that's going to be stressful. Check. Tired. Oh, I know. I'm going to keep her awake all night. She's not going to be able to sleep. She's going to be really tired in the morning. Check. <laughs> Gaining weight. Oh, that's an easy one. I can find a chocolate bar or something deep fried for her to eat today. Check. <laughs> so your personal assistant writes down everything that you say or think, and it makes it happen. So the problem is we don't tell our personal assistant what we want. We tell our personal assistant what we don't want. And clients come to me all the time. It's Natalie, I don't want to rush everywhere. I don't want to be impatient with my kids and I don't want to be broke. Personal assistant writes it down. Stress, rush, impatient, broke. Because the personal assistant doesn't listen to all the, the, the little words on the side. It would be like telling your, your contractor, you want them to paint your kitchen, not blue. Huh? Like what color is he supposed to paint it? So then he builds the kitchen and then when it's time to paint, the crew is asking, so what color did she say she wanted? Um, oh, yeah, she said something about blue. Blue it is. Even if you say not blue, right? Because if that's the only information you have, like if, um, if I tell you to close your eyes right now, so everyone close your eyes, except if you're driving. I know a lot of you love 
to listen to Dr. Dan's podcast while you're driving. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. But if you're not driving, close your eyes for a second. And with your eyes closed, do not visualize Mickey Mouse wearing a yellow tuxedo standing on top of a pink Mercedes band. Do not visualize Mickey Mouse wearing a yellow tuxedo standing on top of a pink Mercedes band. And you can reopen your eyes. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. Right? Even though I said do not, not visualize because your brain has to process the whole information before it can negate it. And by this time, it's on the clipboard. Your personal assistant's on it. It's like, oh, yeah, I got this. I'm going to make this happen. So you have to start telling your personal assistant what you want, not what you don't want. And that is how you start reprogramming your negative self-talk. Every single time you hear yourself say, oh, gosh. I'm so bad with technology. How many people did say that, right? In 2020, uh-huh. <laughs> as, as we were all moving to online, I'm so bad with technology. So your personal assistant wrote it down, bad with technology. So every single time that you were on a Zoom meeting for the first few times and your personal assistant is like, oh, I know, I'm going to make sure that she doesn't see the link that's right in front of her, right? Yes. Because she said she wanted to be bad with technology or I'm going to make her click on something that, is going to make it shut down by mistake because she said she wanted to be bad with technology. So you, we have to say what we want and not what we don't want. And, it's, and that's how that negative self-talk is created. It's by us constantly giving the wrong orders to our personal assistant. Does that make sense? Yeah, a confusing order, actually, because... Confusing order, exactly. When we say, I don't want, we truly don't want to be broke. We truly don't want to be fat. We truly don't. But the thing is, is it only takes the end part of what we don't want and makes it mm-hmm. want. So if we, if you, let's say we go and tackle the laws of attraction, and I'm sure that you're very familiar with those, uh, Natalie, um, thoughts becomes the things. So somewhat, somewhere... This is what we call self-fulfilling prophecy. When we think about the mm-hmm. things that we don't want, they actually yep. happen because we thought about them. Okay. So yeah. in retrospect, if let's say we start focusing more on the things that we want, then things will happen. There's actually a story. I'm not sure if you remember, Natalie. Um, it was, I think, a part of the, the secret, the, the, the book and the movie. There was a woman that was very, very successful. Okay, and mm-hmm. she was looking for the love of her life. Yeah, and she cannot find him. No matter what, she went on dates, she went on Tinder, she did everything that you could imagine. And yet, when she asked for the expert to come and say, "Where am I going? What am I going wrong?" The guy came mm-hmm. to her house. He said, "Okay, let me see here." So he went. He checked the house, and then he said, uh, "Let's go to your garage." So she opened the garage. It was a two-car garage. But guess Mm -hmm. what she did? She parked the car diagonally, which means that in her mind, she took the spot for two people. Uh In her mind, she didn't allow anyone in. Same thing for her her, uh, closet, okay, for a wardrobe. She went in and she basically distributed her clothes in both sides of the wardrobe instead of putting on one section. Mm-hmm. So that in herself, she no physical space for that's that. correct. So so there's no room already not to include anyone in her life unconsciously. Mm-hmm. So that in itself created why the reason she didn't allow anyone in her physical world is because yes. she already set her mind to think this way. 
So that, that, that falls exactly what you said, Natalie, is that if yeah. on saying, I don't want this, and then we explain what we don't want, then it becomes a want. Absolutely. And, and this, this story is about the first layer of a person's self, because in the DNA system, I work with Robert Dill neurological level, which you're probably familiar with, um, the first level is the environment. So when she's trying to meet that Mr. Right, um, you have to look at the first layer, which is the environment. So how is your environment going to look like with that person? So what are the adjustments you need to make to your environment? It's the people around you. It's the stuff that is around us. That's, that's the first layer of a person's self. And when when I work with somebody one-on-one, we touch all six layers of the brain because very often most people work with the first three layers, which are, are the environment, the behaviors, the thing that people do, and their skills. That's level three. So the behaviors are, uh, well, you get up, you brush your teeth, you eat, you drive to work, you, you do stuff. And the skills, the third layers is um, the things that you are doing, your behaviors that you're really good at. So it, it, it's kind of a, an added layer. So those are your talents. Those are the things that you're very good at. And most people stop there when they're trying to implement changes in their life. They don't look at the top three layers, which are the most important. So layer number four is your beliefs and values. What's important to you and what do you believe? So sometimes um, people have a belief that and, and my first number one bestseller was Think Yourself Thin. Uh, it was a weight loss um, book. And a lot of people have the belief that when they lose weight, they will always gain it back, right? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, and that, that's at beliefs and value. That's at level four. The problem is there. Or the problem is an identity at level five. So the identity is the I am. So people would repeat themselves every day. I am overweight. I am fat. I am lazy you know, or exercise is hard, another belief. So the problem is that identity and belief, it's the I am fat, I will always gain the weight back, I am lazy, um, all of that. And what they do to fix that problem, they behavior, they do a behavior, which is level two, they exercise, and they eat well, well, exercising and nutrition are behaviors, you're not going to fix with a behavior, a problem that is happening in beliefs and value or in identity. You have to fix the problem where it belongs. The same that if somebody says, I am not good enough, I am an imposter, I am. So so I've worked with a lot of CEOs because I work in organizations with with VPs and with the, the management teams because their own confidence is very important to the bottom line of the business, right? So I work with their confidence. And if they say I am not good enough, and and I've seen that a lot in men, is that they believe they're not good enough. The problem is happening at level five at identity. However, they go buy an expensive car, or they buy a big house, or women buy designer shoes or designer purse. That's environment. That's level one. You can't fix the I'm not good enough with a designer purse. Sorry. It's not going to work. And, and there's a disconnect. You need to fix the problem where it belongs. And then level six is the purpose that's beyond yourself. Because once all the levels are aligned, once all the layers of a person's self, your environment, you 
you are surrounding yourself with people that are supporting you and you do stuff that you're good at, your behaviors and your skills, and your beliefs are serving you, that you believe that you can actually build this beautiful business for yourself or that you can lose the weight or whatever, and you do what's important to you, your values, you love who you are, the identity is uh, I love myself, right? Then it's no longer it's no longer after you. It's no longer about you. Then level six is who else am I serving? What's my purpose beyond me now? Because now I love myself. So I don't need to work on me anymore. Now, who else am I serving? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Mm -hmm. And then you reach that happiness that everybody's talking about, that serene feeling great and feeling amazing and, and loving to get up in the morning and do what you're doing because you're happy doing it because you are serving your purpose. So yeah. serving this purpose, I mean, this is the last level after you, yeah. after you went through the environment, the behavior, the skills, the belief, identity, etc. Now, um, are, are people stuck in a special level they, they cannot graduate from because of either uh, a mental illness or anything of that sort? They, they try, they, they have the desire, they have the motivation, but yet they could not step that next level. And how do mm -hmm. you break that? How do you bring them back to let them realize that it is feasible and these are yep. the steps to take. So what happens normally is that most um, most people, and, and I'm not going to teach people in a 30 minutes podcast how to erase a lifetime of trash talk, <laughs> right? Like um, I, I'd like to give the analogy of a, a brain a dentist. You know how everybody goes to the dentist, we eat food, it gets stuck. We need a dentist. To, sometimes we have cavities, right? And they have special tools to do the filling. Right. So a lot of people are um, reading self-help books. So that would be like buying toothbrush and, and good toothpaste and mouthwash. But if you have a cavity, it's not by brushing your tooth really, really well over top of the cavity that the cavity is going to go away. You need the dentist that will, that will do the filling. So you need to work with Dr. Dan. You need, you need a professional, right? Or you need to work with me. So, so there are some specific processes that we have that will help you with these, these cavities. Now, once the filling is done, you can continue to brush your teeth really, really well and avoid the further cavities. That's very important. So, and there's no shame about going to the dentist. You've never told one of your friends, what? You go to the dentist? Well, yeah. well, no, everybody does, right? Especially when you say you focus on anger management. Well, anger, fear, hurt, sadness, guilt, everybody experiences. We all have trauma. Traumas. I work specifically on PTSD. I have a new um, process. It, it, it is 93% um, proven to eliminate the symptoms of PTSD. Even two years later, flashbacks are not back, nor the nightmares. So it is, it is uh, groundbreaking uh, research that has been done into this protocol. It's an 89-step protocol. It's it, you can't do that by yourself at home. You know what I mean? You need you need a professional to to work with this. But today, uh, I'll give you a special tool that you can use right away to start the process. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a two step technique. The very first step is um, to listen to your thoughts and to repeat what you just heard in the past. So that's step number one. So let's say. 
you hear yourself say, oh, I'm so stressed out, right? A lot of people say that all the time. And then as you're saying it out loud or as you're thinking it, you're like, oh no, what did I just say? I just told my personal assistant that I wanted to be stressed out because I went, I was listening to Dr. Dan's podcast. And then there was this French Canadian girl who could hardly <laughs> speak English that told me that I had a personal assistant in my head. And now all of a sudden I just told my personal assistant that I wanted to be stressed out. No, no, no. What can I do? Here's what you do. Step one, you repeat what you just heard in your mind or what you just said. You repeat it in the past with I used to. Okay. So then you're going to say, I used to be stressed out all the time. So you repeat it in the past because I have to say, I have this love-hate relationship with affirmations. Okay. I am very sorry, but affirmations don't work if you don't believe them. You know, when I work with the Think Yourself Wealthy program with clients that are in deep financial trouble, it's not going to work for me to say, okay, put your hands on your hips and repeat after me. I am rich. <laughs> right? Or with the Think Yourself Thin program with clients that are highly overweight, it's not going to work to say, okay, just stand tall in front of the mirror and say, I am thin. Mm -hmm. Gosh, you know, the guy has 250 pounds to lose. No, they're not thin. Their, their brain goes, no, we're not. What's she talking about? Yeah. I don't have this on my list. The personal assistant is like, she's not talking to me. We must just be watching a vampire movie. Vampires don't exist. This is not for me. So the first thing you do is you need the attention of your personal assistant. So if you say, I used to be stressed out all the time, your personal assistant is going to be like, oh, yeah, stressed out. I've got this on my list right here. Oh, wait, why are we talking about this in the past? Are we done with this? Ah, you've got their attention. So next step, step number two, is to use a progressive statement. A progressive statement starts with, I am willing to learn or I'm in the process of. So step number one, oh, gosh, I'm so stressed out. <gasps> wait. I used to be stressed out all the time. Now I'm willing to learn how to create a balanced life. Now I'm in the process of breathing. <laughs> I'm in the process of getting calm. I am in the process of being calmer. And then you say what you want because you want your personal assistant to write that on their notepad as opposed to be writing the stressed out all the time. Or you hear yourself say, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough. Wait, I used to think I wasn't good enough. Now I'm willing to learn how to trust myself. Now I'm in the process of becoming more confident. But then so, there's a question, Natalie, sorry to interrupt you. A lot of people will say, especially the listeners is going to say, well, in the beginning of the podcast, Natalie said that when we say, I don't want to be broke, then the virtual assistant or the, your assistant will say, I am broke. It will forget that I don't want to be. So same thing here. So if let's say you rephrase it to I used to be, why yeah. would the assistant pay attention to the beginning words of that statement? That's right. Because of the because of the, a verb is is a is an action, right? A verb with the tense, especially by talking about it in the past. So the key in this technique is one to attract their attention. And then to put something in the past and then to acknowledge that it's over that mm -hmm. because as you, and, and it, it's very interesting as people say something out loud in the past. And I do this with my clients all the time. I always make them say it in the past. I interrupt them all the time as they're talking and they say, Oh, you know what? I don't want to be rushing everywhere. I'm like, okay, well, let's just say it in the past because now we just heard rushing everywhere. Your personal assistant just said that, just put it on their personal assistant list. Right. So 
repeated in the past, I used to rush everywhere. It's true. Now your personal assistant is writing down rushing everywhere. But because you said I used to, then mentally it's behind you. And the key is immediately you have to use a progressive statement and say, wait a minute, this is not true anymore. What I want really is now I am willing to learn how to have time to get to places, how to plan my life. I'm in the process of really planning my stuff so that I have a gap in between each appointment and I'm not, right? Because we don't want to be rushing everywhere anymore, right? So we want to have time in between each appointment. You are on uh, willing to learn how to create a balanced life for yourself. That makes sense. To uh, forming a new habit, Natalie, um, how long would someone, let's say, new clients come to you, and how long will it take them to start changing their their mindset to always think about I am broke, I am this, or I don't want to be broke, or I don't want to be fat, or I don't to changing and using the rephrasing part and the progressive part. How long will that process start working for them? That is, mm-hmm. it can be very. Um you know, the stages of learning, right? It goes from um, unconscious incompetence. So you don't even know that, like maybe before today, you didn't even know that it was a thing that you could change what you told your personal assistant in your head. So you were unconsciously incompetent. You didn't know how it was a thing and you were not competent at it, at changing your thoughts, but you didn't know you were on. So then the stage number two is to become consciously incompetent so you're still not good at it but then you know it's a thing right so right now that might be where people are at is that they're learning about this thing they're still not good at it it's not automatic so the step number three is going to be to become consciously competent so they'll have to think about it and say oh wait what did i just hear okay wait what's my first step again oh yeah repeat it in the past okay good what's my step number two oh yeah I have to use a progressive statement what is it again I am willing to learn okay I'm in the process of okay and then you will be people will become consciously competent until step number four they will become unconsciously competent they won't even think about it like my husband tells me hey don't forget your lunch and immediately I'll turn around and I'll say yeah I'll remember it like I like I don't I don't have to think about do not forget your lunch blah blah like like I don't it's 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 conscious now it, it's unconscious I don't have to think about it that I I I just think in the terms of of changing my thoughts constantly to say what I want um, now the question was how long will that take the old research uh, everybody's heard of the twenty one days to change a habit. That research was based of a research that was done in the 70s by a plastic surgeon. And every time he would give somebody a new face, like a new nose or something, it would take them 21 days to get used to that new face. Um, these research have been redone in the 2000s. And the new research shows that to implement a new habit, uh, like five days being something you are exercising or changing something in their mind, like a, a mindset habit would take more in average 66 days. So it would take more than two months. So it makes a lot more sense. I think about it 20 days to, to change. Um, this is for it to become 
unconsciously competent, right? Um, but the the time that it takes to change when you're working with probably with you, Dr. Dan, or with me, um, it's one session, honestly, because what we do is men- it's it's mental change. It's a switch in our head. So most people, if they come to me because they want to um, they want to build a business, because I do have products like think yourself a business pro, think yourself a tech pro, think yourself a marketing pro. It's a bit different because it's not like after one session they will have a million dollar business. No. Like, this is not how it works, right? Like, or if you hire a personal trainer and you say, I have 50 pounds to lose. And after one session, I better have lost these 50 pounds, but it's not how it works. But most people that come to me, they're after a feeling. They want confidence. Yes. They want to feel good about themselves. They want, so my premise is everybody has everything that they need at the bottom of the drawer. Everybody has access to this drawer and they are awesome. Everybody is amazing, but there's a whole bunch of crap that's accumulated on top of this drawer. So we go through life. We have experienced traumas and limiting belief and negative self-talk and bad habits and all that stuff. So we need to get rid of all that stuff so that you can find the absolutely phenomenal you that you are because you have a brain. Like, unless, like, I'm just going to ask your audience, like, lift your hand up if you have a brain. Like, do you, right? Because they've done some research. Uh, you know, that there's such a thing as the Olympics of the mind, you know, like for, for people that are incredibly smart and there's memory Olympics of people that have to memorize a, a deck of cards that has been shuffled in, in specific order in, in one minute, or there's 200 pictures of people that they have to memorize their name. They have one minute to do that. And people that win these Olympics, let's say, they've studied their brain, the winners, and what they found out was their brain was average. <laughs> so this is great news for you and I, because I have an average brain. <laughs> so think of the potential. Mm-hmm. An average brain can do amazing stuff. And everybody has a brain. So we're, we just have to tap into that full potential. Mm-hmm. And with just a little bit of help. So to the, the, primary, the, the, the primary question you ask, how long does it take? Well, it doesn't take long to change and then to lit, light the fire underneath your bum again and, uh, and, and, and get going and, and be excited about life again, because it's a tweak. It's just a, and, and it's probably the same with you, Dan, when people leave your office, we're not normal, you know, like a doctor that would fix your foot. You leave their office and they say, how's your foot? And they say, oh, doctor, you fixed my foot. Thank you very much. But when people leave your office, Dan, and, they, and you ask, how's your foot? They say, what foot? I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Because, because they don't remember how they used to feel because the change is that fast. It's not tangible, right? And it, it's really cool to, to, to see all things. It's not a very good business model for me because I don't have to see my clients very often, like four, eight sessions. Uh, like the, 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 the trauma release that I do for PTSD is five hours and that's it. And sometimes we do it back to back three or four days in a row. And after a week, they're done. The, the, this whole lifetime of, of nightmares and, and problems that they had is, is over in, in a week and they can't believe it. Especially it's, it's, something that they've never tried before. And when you come along, you change their perspective you see, you let, you allow them to see it with a different pair of eyes, and then suddenly, wow, mm-hmm. I 
never experienced that before. Same thing like with trainers, as you were mentioning. Uh, um, let's say you go to a trainer and you do the same exercise over and over again. And mm -hmm. after a while, the body will get to a plateau and will not lose the weight or gain the muscle that you used to gain before. Now you have to change the way that you exercise. You have to change the way that you eat. And then you start seeing the results again. So it's always about tweaking, changing perspective, changing angle, changing determination, and so on and so forth. So let me know, how can our listeners find you, Natalie? So easy. Um, go to thinkyourself.com. Um, and I do have a few uh, tools that you can use right away. So if you like that two-step technique, uh, I do have a 15 keys to confidence. So it's a confidence guide. So you can go to thinkyourself.com slash confidence guide. And also I'm happy to have a, just a quick conversation of virtual coffee with anyone that uh, would like a free 15 minute call with me. We can do a lot in 15 minutes, actually. Uh, so if you go to thinkyourself.com slash schedule, then you can book a free 15 minute virtual coffee with me. I'm happy to have a chat and see uh, how I can help you. Honestly, in 15 minutes, there's a lot we can do. Definitely. Beautiful. Remember all the East Coast listeners? She's in the West Coast. There's so a three hours difference. <laughs> well, that's then right. My scheduler will know that. Yes. yes. Well, that's all the time that we have for today's podcast. I really do appreciate you, Natalie, for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to join us. And thank you again for participating and inspiring our many listeners with your incredible story and skill set. Now, we hope that you have all enjoyed today's episode. And I'm very excited about the many upcoming guests that we have scheduled for season four of the Happiness Journey podcast, filled with inspirational stories, just like the one that you listened to today. Now, here are some concluding words of wisdom. Steve Jobs once said, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in the future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. This approach has always been successful to, for the many leaders that walked or walked on planet Earth. The laws of attraction stipulate that thoughts become things. But if you fail to add belief and action, these laws will never render any results. Failing to understand that you are the core in the, that equation, and if you forget to include all of what you are passionate to become, you will never be able to connect any dots you call a future. Start focusing on who you are as an individual, and the rest will follow. My name is Dr. Dan Amzalag, and you may all keep pursuing your amazing journey in life.